Buckle up, excellence junkies, because this podcast is definitely for you. Welcome to Rocket Fuel. Do you wish that you could surround yourself with people that love to kick ass just like you? Well, come to my party, baby, and meet some of the brightest stars in the entrepreneurial galaxy, because it is my mission to give these entrepreneurs a platform to declare what they are on this planet to accomplish and to show you why they are rocket fuel. And we're live. Oh, welcome, welcome, Rocketeers. Today we have an amazing episode because this actually was was very motivating and touching to me to be able to understand why some of us as leaders who reach success may feel like but there's something more. There's something more that I should do with either my desire or my ability to be a leader. And so today we have the leader of leaders, right? Lauren Schaefer. She is the Colonel's daughter, but she helps leaders, emerging leaders, existing leaders understand how to finally transcend just leading to succeed, but to lead for significance. And when she introduced me to this concept, this was, it it just sat with me like, whoa. So Lauren, I want to thank you so much for for joining us. Tell me a little bit about just this concept of leading with significance. Thank you for having me. Thank you. (laughs) Most people are programmed to chase success. Mm -hmm. Success, uh, is all measured by fleeting things. Success is about me. It's all inwardly focused. Success is about compensation packages and titles Mm. and parking spots and accolades. Mm. All of those are fleeting. Significance, on the other hand, is outwardly focused. Significance is about we. It has nothing whatsoever to do with how much money you make or what your title is. Uh, Significance is about how many lives you touch and the manner in which you choose to impact them. Because how we impact others is a choice. So focusing on leading with significance, my experience has proven success follows. Mm. So where did, where did this revelation come from for you? And, and, oh God, I I actually have, (laughs) I have tons of questions, but I will focus on that. At what point did you kind of make this shift in in, in your mind and say, this is something that's important to, to teach? It was probably when I lost my dad. Mm. And so my father was a lieutenant colonel in the United States Air Force. Mm. The man stood the colonel's daughter. Yes. Yeah. He stood six feet, six and a half inches tall and was 285 pounds on his very leanest day. Mm. Dad had a personality that entered the room five minutes before he did. (laughs) Uh, He was, dad was an all around handyman, Mr. Fix-It like the MacGyver of his day. Yeah. And he was always working on something, the cars, the house, the neighbor's cars, something. 
And my job was to help him. Now, helping him normally involved sitting with him to keep him company and handing him a tool every now and then. <laughs> and, <laughs> and while he tinkered, dad would talk to me about life. And he would stop in the middle of his sentence. And he would say, pay attention, kid. This right here, this is a road sign in your life. You're going to have to figure out if you're going to follow it or not. Huh. It wasn't until after he passed that I realized what those road signs really were. They were life lessons. They were life lessons that he knew would be crucial to my health and my happiness and my positive impact on the world. Now, I call them kernels of wisdom. They're the essence of my, of my most recent two books. But one of the things that dad tried so hard to imbue in me was this concept of significance. One of dad's road signs that he said so often, I, I can't even tell you how often, mm. dad would say, anyone can be successful, kiddo. Making money, climbing the corporate ladder, that's easy. Mm. Choose to be significant. Wow. And when, and when he passed, the voice just kept going in my head and in my head, and it has become the foundation of pretty much everything that I teach. Mm. Well, it makes sense. And, and what's interesting, it, do you think that there is a, a greater drive to lead for significance in the military? I, I feel like ob obviously in the civilian world, right, there there's a um, much stronger focus on just from childhood, like what success looks like and success looks like, you know, having the job and the house and the, well, what was pension now? <laughs> 401k, right? The salary, the, like all the, the, the things, the um, stuff, the stuff. Yeah. Do you think that's a unique, like military angle or was it something that, that your dad was, was unique in like within the military? Like what did he have to kind of fight to be a leader of significance or was it, was he just an amazing like example of leading from significance? That is a really packed question. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I'm not going to discount the military and, and say that significance is not important in the military because uh. I have studied um, and learned from many significant leaders in the military I don't necessarily think that it's a military premise, though. Yes. Okay. Uh, because there is uh, quite a bit of hierarchical structure in the military. Ours is not to question why. Ours is but to do. Right. And, right. and possibly die. So I'm not. I'm not necessarily convinced that it was specifically military, mm -hmm. which would then. Um, go in the other direction that it was that that dad was special now i think that he was special of course i do of course yeah um, but dad was also special in the fact that he surrounded himself with and choose to learn from other leaders who were significant leaders who who thought the way he thought who led 
the way he mm -hmm. led. Mm -hmm. And I had the, the, the privilege of, uh, because of my dad, learning from some truly significant leaders. I had the privilege of learning from John McCain, who wow. I met through my dad and mm -hmm. got to work on his first two Senate campaigns. I had the privilege, the opportunity of meeting General Colin Powell wow. because of my dad and then um, learned and studied everything that that man did as well. So I think it was as much about who my dad was yes. and who he chose to follow and emulate uh, more so than him just being in the military. Yeah. And, and this is so critical. I mean, it, it was a. Wanda, no one's ever asked me that before. <laughs> that was deep. <laughs> hey, you know, I'm a deep kind of gal. Yeah. I, I actually very, very much. But, uh, you know, my, bro my brother is in, in the Marines and, and he's currently a captain and hopefully soon to be a major. And, and so it was a little bit of a, of a, you know, packed question there in the sense that I think no matter where you are, you may not be aware that there are external things that are driving you, but it could be recognition or a, or a title. And, and so in whatever environment, there are these things externally that are influencing what we perceive as success. But for my brother, for example, I look forward to him listening to this episode. Inherently as a person, I believe that he does seek to lead for significance purpose, but he doesn't know what that means, right? So, so as I said earlier, you know, you may have the, the, the drive to say, look, I really enjoy being a leader, but it's not just because I get the title and the money and all these things, like there's something else. And so what happens is if that internal drive is not recognized, then it won't be nurtured. Mm-hmm. Right. And you have to have the right tools, uh, the right mindset and the right platform, for lack of a, be a better word, to use to nurture that. Yes. And I'm certain we are going to come to at some point, but one of those is my nine essentials of significant leadership. Yes. Well, tell us about that. So in learning from my dad. Uh, in learning from all of the other uh, significant uh, leaders that I have studied, I came to realize that they had certain characteristics in, in common. Mm. And I, over the last uh, couple of years, have steeped down what I consider to be the not negotiable characteristics of significant leadership. And there are nine of them that um, I have subsequently trademarked as the nine essentials of significant leadership. Nice. Uh, so you want me to tell you what they are? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> She's uh, such a tease. Well, yeah, okay. So it's important to understand that, that these are concepts. They are not skills. Mm -hmm. And they are at a very 40,000 foot level. Mm -hmm. My experience has proven to me that the, the bottom line germane stuff that success requires, that being increased productivity, mm -hmm. increased profitability, increased market share, 
greater customer service, reduced attrition, and higher employee engagement, all of those are going to take care of themselves if you drive the higher end concepts that are represented in these nine essentials. Mm, Okay. Okay. So first, understand your own value. And the reason that I put that first is because uh, significant leaders are humble leaders and understanding your own value frees you to be humble. Mm-hmm. Most arrogant people that I've ever met in my life, if you crack them open like an egg, down there in the center, you're going to find a very small child with no uh, self-esteem. Mm-hmm. So you have to understand your own value. That's first. Secondly, treat all people with respect at all times, whether or not you like what they think, say, or do. The colonel used to say, Lauren Ann, you don't have to respect everyone. You have no right to disrespect anyone. Right. So it's not about respect for people. It's about respect to people. Uh So number two is treat all people with respect. Number three is act with integrity at all times. Integrity is doing what is right because it's right every time, whether anyone is looking or not. Because in the first century... People are always looking. (laughs) Act with integrity at all times. Number four, open your mind to new possibilities. You cannot lead with a closed mind. Number five, craft a vision. And that vision is not about me. That vision is about the team that I lead. Where are we going as a team and what will it look like and feel like for them when we get there? Mm. That's the vision. Not just your vision. Right. Exactly. And, and, and to be able to communicate that vision to others so that they're inspired to follow that. Oh. Number six, communicate respectfully. Uh, <laughs> number seven, lead by example in every avenue and aspect of your life i believe in the 21st century it is unrealistic to believe that those you lead are not watching how you live your life as well as how you conduct your business Mm. so lead by example in every avenue of your life every avenue every avenue of your life Right. Because it's interesting how if you may talk about, you know, fidelity and respect for your team and honoring your team and then they see perhaps your home life is not like that. Right. So you're thinking like, oh, well, I'm going to live that message at work, but people are still aware of what else is going on in your life. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Number eight, celebrate the results of others. A significant leader always brings their team up for the recognition. Yes. And number nine, work for your replacement. Ooh. A leader's primary job is to replace themselves. (laughs) And furthermore, significant leaders build up other significant leaders who can create their own and empower those future leaders to create their own legacy of significance. Mm -hmm. 
So those are the nine essentials of significant leadership. I sincerely believe, and my experience has proven to me, that if you keep those nine essentials in the forefront of your brain at all times, the day-to-day germane deliverables will take care of themselves. Wow. So how is it that you help people, I mean, dig into this? Obviously, it, for, for those of you just listening to this on the podcast, I highly recommend that you find the Rockefeller channel on YouTube because while she was going through this on the video, I kind of popped up each one of those because for me, I like to visualize as, uh, as well as listen, especially when it's like just so packed with value like that. Um, and you did that so fast. I was like, wow, those fingers must be flying. <laughs> like, <laughs> but how how do you share this with with folks now? I know that you're a keynote speaker. Do you have a keynote that kind of focuses on this? Because I mean, this is this could this goes deep. There's lots I, to learn in each one of these principles. I, I I do. I have I have several avenues to my business. Okay. I am a keynotist. I have a keynote called Finding Significance. Mm. I have a keynote called Leadership. It starts with you. Mm-hmm. And that is that is really kind of targeted to people who think that they don't have the title. Mm. Leadership has nothing to do with the title you hold. Ooh, this Leadership is Leadership is an inside job. So somebody may be listening and saying, okay, but I, I'm not ready yet, right? I'm not a leader yet, but you have to behave. Yep. Become that leader so that you can be seen as, as that. One of the greatest lessons my father ever taught me was how to lead up. Mm -hmm. You will always be answering to someone Mm -hmm. until you get, I I was going to say until you get to the CEO position, but even a CEO answers to the stakeholders, you will always be answering to someone. Yes. So one of the most valuable lessons that dad ever taught me was how to lead up. Again, leadership has nothing whatsoever to do with the title you hold. So I, so I, I do keynotes, finding significance, uh, leadership. It starts with you. I have a couple of others. I also do corporate consulting and corporate partnerships Mm. where I can come in and do a single day training, which whether it's me or anyone else, as amazing a trainer as I might be (laughs) a single one and done training generally will have an impact on an organization for about two weeks. And then uh, inertia will drag them back to their old ways. Right. I love being able to partner with an organization for six months to a year to really make a difference in the way their emerging leaders Mm -hmm. are viewing their job. Yeah. Yeah. So So I do keynotes. I do corporate consulting. So what's important here is because, um, and one-on-one coaching. I do that too. And well, I I would say, and that would make sense because as, as supporting the organization, then part of it is to start identifying those significant leaders, nurture them so that they can nurture others. Right. And so I can, I can understand this, this entire process to kind of shift what traditional leadership is, is, thought of. And of course, it's very important for for upper management of any organization, big or small, right, to to prioritize this because then 
it's going to potentially uh, suffocate the people that are in the middle that are trying to be significant leaders, but not acknowledged as value there. So as part of of this particular interview. And I mean, for any of our rocket fuel episodes, you know, part of my objective is obviously to introduce people to or the listeners to people that are rocket fuel for their business and, and their lives. And this is like a <laughs> major, major accelerant. Um, but you have to be dedicated to understanding how this isn't just about soft skills. It, 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 it does connect to productivity. It does connect to increased revenue, right? It All does. Of- and I, I, I just, this is just me personally. I hate that term. Uh-huh. Soft skills. They're yeah. not soft skills. They're essential skills. Yes. Yes. So yes. Yeah. And, and so, and, and the reason why I, I said that is because unfortunately that's what they're perceived as. That's, that's what they're categorized at as, and therefore they're not uh, prioritized from a, a, a training and a nurturing per perspective. Right. And so, um, I, I call out to, you know, to the leaders that are, are listening who, who have the, they're in the position, right? If you are a rocketeer, you're listening to this episode, you are in the position to, to decide, I want our organization. I want my department. I want our group, our institution, our trade union, any of these to, to really start acknowledging this as a style of leadership, an essential style of leadership that needs to be uh, made aware of and that needs to be nurtured, right? If this is intriguing to you, then um, it's important to take these next steps. Now, what's interesting, obviously, look up Lauren and, and tell us how can we, uh, how can we find you? How can, what's your website that you would like to drive people to? My website is my name. LaurenSchiefer.com. Okay. www.LaurenSchiefer.com. Uh, that's Perfect. really easy. You could also go to the Colonel do- the Colonel's Daughter.com. That'll get you there. If you know um, how to spell Colonel or Schiefer, right? So we're going to say Lauren Schiefer, L A U R E N. Yes. S C H I E F F E R.com. And that will also be in, in the show notes. So don't forget about that. And you know, that's an opportunity to connect, but you all know that as part of our episodes, we always want to offer something that you can do if you are inspired by the, the episode. Right. And so Lauren actually did an amazing job. Um, and she put together a guide related to accountability. So, so why did you choose accountability first before I introduce this, this tool? One of the primary things I get brought in to fix mm-hmm. in air quotes <laughs> is a lack of accountability. And, uh, I have found or their team feeling like their team has a lack of accountability. Yes. yes. Gotcha. So it's kind of like them my team more accountable. Right. We need more accountability. And very rarely do do they recognize that accountability starts with you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's my experience has had shown me that lack of accountability is very rarely intentional. Right. 
few people wake up in the morning and say, I'm just going to be a slacker today. (laughs) It just doesn't happen. A lack of accountability is normally uh, the result of three or four key issues that are easily fixable. And they are easily fixable by a shift on the leader's part, Mm. not a shift on the team's part. So I thought that was a that was a really good place to start. Yes, yes, because yes. Because I think personal accountability is sorely lacking in leadership right now. So easy to throw other people under the bus. The high and- generic le- leadership style. Exactly. That- it's driven by that old methodology of of leading for success, leading for that title, leading for the external things. So of course you don't want to wreck that. So if something is messed up, then it's easier to just blame it on the the other. So I, I want to give people the opportunity to request this because I, clearly we could talk about this for a very, very long time. I wish we had um, more time. But if you are if you are that leader who has found themselves saying, we need more accountability around here, or I wish my team was more accountable. But this concept of leading for significance is is resonating with you, right? That That's a bottom line requirement, I'm going to say, for texting this. Because if you don't care to shift your mindset around leadership, you're going to read it and it's going to be a waste. And so I'm I'm saying, if you text this, it's because you start, you want to start making this shift, or perhaps you have been making the shift, but you felt like you didn't realize you were leading for significance, right? So this is your opportunity to text RF for rocket fuel dash significance to 411321. You will receive leadership accountability. It starts with you. It's a fantastic guide and an opportunity to kind of reflect on how you may be approaching a team that is struggling with accountability and and you really go through you know what is commonly what are commonly those underlying causes for that and how you as a significant leader can start making the shift without requiring other people to make it they they will essentially follow along and so if you're in the US text RF dash significance to 411321. You'll receive leadership accountability. It starts with you and other resources that will optimize your team performance. We understand that this is ultimately about team performance, but it's through leading with significance. And if you're listening to this outside of the US, of course, we love you and we don't want to keep you away from this amazing resource. So please text RF dash significance to plus one nine oh nine seven four one one three two one. That's plus one nine oh nine seven four one one three two one. It will be available in the show notes as well. Okay. But I, I want to clarify, and maybe I'm being a little like harsh by saying like, if you're stuck in this leading by success, like don't even bother. But the point is like, this is really valuable stuff. And the reason why we do these rocket fuel episodes and we introduce people to to people who are rocket fuel is because we want to encourage change, positive change. And, and so hopefully he said, screw you, Wanda, I am that person. <laughs> and you actually texted. And that was my purpose. That was my sneaky. I just divulged my, my plan. 
You are so you are so funny. I had thought, well, that was a little harsh. <laughs> exactly. I meant to be harsh. Started. Hey, my dad was in the army as well. So, you know, it's kind of like, are you in it? Are you in it to win it or what? <laughs> no, but Text, um, do it. Do it. Yes. Do it. Do it. Do it. Yes. So so I, I want to take a couple more more minutes to to delve into uh, accountability. I think that it's it's an easy thing it's an easy thing to say like oh uh, of course yeah that makes sense and such do you find it's something that is is difficult for a leader to self-reflect on like it's a concept that makes sense is it easy for us to all of a sudden take self-accountability no mm. no it's not easy and i have uh i have worked with organizations at um both I want to say both ends of the spectrum mm-hmm. and everywhere in between. I worked with an organization. It was a healthcare organization. And I was brought in to in, uh, improve communication and accountability with the nursing staff. Um, mm. And then I realized that they were not being held accountable because the middle management was not holding themselves accountable. So then I started working with the middle management. And then I realized that the middle management was not being accountable because the executive team was not being uh, accountable. Yeah. So then I started working with the executive team. And I was in that organization for three years. And I finally canceled the contract myself. Oh. I canceled the contract because I came to the conclusion that Mm. I could kill myself trying And the executive team would step over my dead body to maintain the status quo. Mm. They were not interested in being significant leaders. So why is that? So, you know, when I I, I was partially kidding, you know, when I was saying don't bother. Um, But what what makes it so difficult to to make that that switch? Oh, part of it could be that they, many of them were very close to, to the end of their tenure and getting ready to retire. Uh, Uh, Part of it could be that it's hard work. It's hard personal work. And, and sometimes the feels that are involved with that hard personal work are icky. Right. I mean, you may reflect upon, especially as an experienced leader in thinking about it, you may reflect upon things that you did where you're like, Hmm, yeah, I got this far and eh, uh, yes. maybe I didn't treat all people with respect, even yes. if they were disrespectful. Maybe I didn't. And I and, you know, I'll, I'll say myself when I look back at my experience as a developing leader and my uh, onward and continuing experience as a leader, of course, I look back and say, wow, uh, that wasn't what I wanted to be, but I feel like it's okay to say that. It's a, it's better in my view, this is my personal view, for me to say, you know what? I identified that it happened and that sucks that it happened, but now I can identify and say, I don't want to be that leader. What perhaps made me respond that way, react that way, et cetera. Maybe very often I wasn't in a state of self-reflection as a leader, right? It was being reactive and using things, using tools that were taught from other leaders 
right? Mm -hmm. And perhaps behaved like them. But this is your opportunity no matter what. And I know that you love working with emerging leaders because there you have the opportunity to really create that strong foundation of leading for significance, right? But there's huge opportunity for those leaders that have been leading for success to start making the shift because they can influence the leaders right. that we're developing. And I and I and I don't want to leave it on on that that bad note because I said that there was the whole spectrum. Yeah. Um, we we come to the other um, end of that spectrum, and I worked for two years <clears throat> with an organization that started as a very small family construction company. Uh-huh. and grew to be a nationwide organization and before I stepped in to uh-huh. that. But I worked with them on their emerging leaders, uh, which was middle management that had been identified as those who could potentially lead the company someday. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like I and think of it as like, wow, I'm going to leave this this legacy behind. I want these leaders yes. to have well, the same I worked values. with them for two oh. years. And at the end of our two years, the key performance indicators that we had been looking at had all improved by 27%. Wow. Over two years, just by a shift in leadership philosophy. Yes. Leadership behaviors. But what I'll say about in between. Yeah. And what I'll say about that is, okay, amazing on the performance side. And obviously they were already kicking butt, right? They were growing and such. Um, So fantastic on the performance side, but I'd also like to potentially represent the owner of that company who at some point is desiring to exit. And it's very difficult to exit or transition out of a company if you don't know that you can trust the leadership to maintain, you know, your values and your legacy. And so, so that value in and of itself, you know, not only improving performance, but being able to say, when, whenever it is, when I decide that I want to kind of back out slowly or, or abruptly, I know that these values will be carried on. And that's that's in good hands. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing that, that I wanted to highlight about that is the average increase was 27%. The one that really mattered to me, uh-huh. they all mattered to them. The one that really mattered to me was their employee retention Ooh, yeah. by 60%. Wow. 60%. They had this revolving door wow. that then closed. That is so expensive as well. Yes. And But yes. it speaks to culture and it like, yeah, that is a huge indicator. That was a, a, a gap. They were still kicking butt. That was a huge gap, 60%. Because people will step into a job. They Mm -hmm. get hired to do a job. Mm -hmm. People stay in an organization or leave it. They don't leave the job. They leave the leader. Yes. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Lauren, thank you so much. For my dear Rocketeers that are listening, if this resonates with you, if you desire to continue to be a significant leader or become a significant leader, to nurture significant leaders, let's just start with this wonderful guide that Lauren put together because it's going to give you an idea as to how she really helps 
individual leaders and organizations. It's a fantastic tool. It's something that's that's actionable. Okay, so take that inspiration and text RF significance to four one one three two one. If you're here in the U.S., you're going to receive leadership accountability. It starts with you, right? <laughs> and that's not included in the call to action, but you you know what I mean. And <laughs> if you're outside of the United States, um, please text. RF dash significance two plus one nine zero nine seven four one one three two one. With that, any final words? You've dropped so many value bombs along the way. Any final thoughts, Lauren? I want to leave you with what I call my passion statement. Yes. I am committed to building a brand new generation of leaders who are focused on empathy, compassion, inclusion, and personal accountability. If we could do that, if we could build that brand new generation of leaders, what would the next 50 years of the United States look like? Yeah. That's what wakes me up every day. Yeah. That's what gets me going in the morning. And that is why you are hashtag rocket fuel. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you so much, Lauren, for blessing us with all of this wonderful information and inspiration. And to my dear Rocketeers, thank you so much for listening to this episode. If it motivated you, please share, share, share. I want to share in supporting Lauren's mission. And with that, I hope that you have a rockin' day. Bye now. Oh yeah, thank you so much for joining us. Look, every one of our episodes is boosted by a value-packed keyword called a catchword, yeah. This allows our audiences to text to receive even more value from our guests. So take advantage of that great value. And if you share your expertise by guesting on podcasts or TV or speaking in front of live or digital audiences, then you're leaving anonymous fans behind. So go get a catchword at catchwords.com, K-E-T-C-H words.com and use podcast 20 as a promo code for 20% off your setup fee. Look, make sure to rate review and subscribe to rocket fuel podcast so you never miss your jolt of rocket fuel until next time adios